Good morning and welcome to Christ Central. My name is Owen. I get to serve as one of the pastors here. Thank you for spending uh, this Sunday morning with us. As Pastor Peter mentioned, next week we'll go back to our in-person services. So I hope to see many of you here next Sunday. And also, Lord willing, we will celebrate the Lord's Supper on the last Sunday of this month. I have missed uh, serving communion to you. And I can't wait for our family uh, meal at the end of this month, Lord willing. Well, we're currently uh, studying the Gospel of Luke, and we're calling this series Following Jesus Through the Book of Luke. And that's because our goal is to follow Jesus around as he moves through this book. Uh, we're going to watch what he does. We're going to listen to what he says. All of our attention will be on Jesus. And as we watch his actions and as we listen to his teachings, my prayer, my hope is that we would find Jesus beautiful and compelling. And not only that, but the things that we believe that we'd be more certain of, that Jesus really is the Son of God. He really is the promised Messiah. He really is the Savior of the world, and that he really is worth following, no matter how hard it may be at times. And I pray that as we follow Jesus through Luke, that the Holy Spirit would empower us to follow Jesus through life, even life during a pandemic. So the title of today's sermon is, uh, Jesus Cleanses the Leper. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the Gospel of Luke chapter 5. We're going to read from verse 12 to 16. People of God, this is the word of our God. Would you please give it your careful attention? While he was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy. And when he saw Jesus... He fell on his face and begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he charged him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing as Moses commanded for a proof to them. But now even more the report about him went abroad and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities. But he would, would withdraw to desolate places and pray. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Well, at the end of chapter 4, Luke told us that Jesus was preaching the good news about the kingdom of God. And at the beginning of chapter 5, Luke told us that Jesus called his first uh, disciples, and he told his disciples that they would become fishers of men, that they would be catching men. So that begs the question, what kind of people would Jesus and his disciples be catching for the kingdom? What kind of people would Jesus call and invite into the kingdom that he's proclaiming and bringing? And beginning with our text today and until the end of chapter 5, Luke will tell us what kind of people Jesus the Messiah will call into his kingdom. What kind of people Jesus and his disciples would be catching for the kingdom. And it's not who you think. It's not the powerful or the rich, or the beautiful, or the popular, or the successful, or the socially respected, or even the religious leaders. 
It's not the people that we would deem to be, you know, high caliber people or successful people or even desirable people according to the standards of the world. Surprisingly and scandalously and maybe even a little bit refreshingly, it's the people that you and I would least expect. It's lepers. It's paralytics. It's tax collectors. It's sinners. You see, in the rest of chapter 5, Luke will show us the kind of people that Jesus will call into his kingdom, the kind of people that he and his disciples will be catching. In fact, in verse 31 of this chapter, Jesus tells us who he came for. Jesus said, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. Jesus came to call and to catch the sick and the sinner for the kingdom of God. As Pastor Sam would say, Jesus came for the least, the last, the lost, the left out, and the left behind, and the lonely. Jesus came for those that the world does not want, the marginalized, the outcast, the forgotten, and the unwanted. These are the kinds of people that Jesus and his disciples would be catching and bringing into the kingdom of God. So, who can enter the kingdom of God? Everyone who knows that they are sick and sinner. Everyone who knows that they need the great physician and the Savior. Everyone is welcomed into God's kingdom, even lepers. It's interesting that Jesus included in his kingdom the most excluded person imaginable, the most unsafe, the most unwanted, and the most shunned person to the mind of a Jew, a leper. Literally, nobody wants a leper, not even his parents. But Jesus wants, loves, and welcomes even lepers into his kingdom and into his family. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't Jesus amazing? Well, here's the outline for today's sermon. The need for restoration. Second, the beauty of restoration. And third, the cost of restoration. So first, the need for restoration. In our short passage today, we're introduced to a leper. To the Jews, leprosy was the worst possible disease that you could ever get. That's because leprosy ruined you completely and totally. It ruined you physically, it ruined you socially, and it also ruined you spiritually. This leper needed physical restoration, social restoration, and spiritual restoration. First, this leper needed physical restoration. You see, leprosy was a skin disease that caused the skin to rot. And in severe cases, fingers, toes, eyes, and even your nose would rot to the point that it could just fall off. And this leper's condition was serious. Luke tells us that he was full of leprosy. His entire body, from his head to his toes, was filled with leprosy. He was desperate to have his body healed of leprosy and to be restored. 
Second, this le leper also needed social restoration. You see, a leper was an outcast in the fullest sense of the word. Nobody wanted to be near or around a leper. Society didn't want him around. Even his own family didn't want him around. That's because leprosy was highly contagious, and so people avoided lepers the way we today avoid people with COVID-19. Lepers were forbidden inside the wall cities of, of Israel. They had to live outside the city, outside in the desolate and the unpopulated places. Lepers lived in caves or, or in empty tombs with other lepers. They were called the living dead because they lived among the dead. And because lepers couldn't get jobs, because they couldn't be a part of the economy, lepers were absolutely poor and impoverished. They had no way of providing for themselves. So lepers weren't just socially isolated, but they were also economically ruined. They, had, they lived in the worst, the most abject kind of poverty that you can imagine. Think about this. They couldn't even beg. Lepers couldn't even beg. And the Old Testament ceremonial laws forbade any Jew from touching a leper or else he or she would become unclean. One Jewish rabbi boasted that he once threw rocks at a leper to keep the leper away. Lepers were not allowed to come closer, but listen to this, closer than six feet to another person. Does that sound familiar? This was social distancing in the most painful of ways. Now imagine with me, imagine that you had perpetual COVID-19 and that you were contagious for the rest of your life. And imagine if you had to quarantine, not just for 14 days, but for the rest of your life. Imagine if you could never be physically around another person again for the rest of your life, except for other people who had COVID-19. What would you do? How would you feel? Now, we all know that social isolation is extremely hard, but it is infinitely harder when you're the only one that has to socially isolate while the rest of the world can go on socially interacting with one another. That would be unbearable, right? And this leper had to publicly declare himself, identify himself as a leper. His clothes had to be torn, his hair had to be disheveled, and he had to cover his mouth and shout, unclean, unclean, every time he, he saw another person come his direction to warn them to stay away. Now imagine if the law mandated that you had to wear a bright red mask that identified you as an active COVID carrier, and you had to shout, I'm positive, I'm positive, I have COVID-19, stay away. Imagine how people would treat you. Imagine how people would behave around you. They would cross the street to get away from you, and when you entered into a room, they would leave the room. Forget six feet. They'd say 60 feet away. Can you imagine the sadness and the loneliness of this leper? So this leper needed not just physical restoration, but also social restoration. And last, and most importantly, this leper also needed spiritual restoration. You see, a lepros leprosy cut a man off from God. 
In the Old Testament, leprosy was the plague that God struck sinners with. In other words, leprosy was a sign of someone's sin. It was a sign of God's judgment against the sinner. Now, the worst part of leprosy to a Jew was not that it just cut him off from other people, but it cut him off from God. The book of Leviticus tells us that the leper had to dwell outside the camp, but God dwelt inside the camp. And the leper could come nowhere near the temple, which is the house of God where people met with God. Apparently, it seems that even God doesn't want to do anything with the leper. So first, we see the leper's need for restoration for physical, social, and spiritual restoration. Next, let's consider the, the beauty of restoration. Now, there are many moving and touching scenes in Luke's gospel, but I think uh, this is one of the most moving and one of the most touching scenes in the entire book. You see, this desperate leper ran up to Jesus, fell on his face, and begged Jesus to cleanse him. And he believed that Jesus could heal him. You see, the leper said to Jesus, if you are willing, you can make me clean. He did not say, if you are able, you can make him clean. This leper believed that Jesus was able. He now wanted to know if Jesus was willing. And Jesus, moved with compassion, did a beautiful thing. He stretched out his hand, touched him, and then healed him. In Luke's gospel, we're going to see over and over again how Jesus loved and welcomed those that nobody else loved and nobody else welcomed. And think about this. What an incredible risk this leper took in coming up to Jesus. This leper had never known anyone to treat him kindly once he contracted leprosy. People threw rocks at him. People ran away from him. How would Jesus treat him? Would Jesus throw rocks? Would Jesus run away? How would Jesus treat this leper. No. Jesus didn't throw rocks and Jesus didn't run away. Before even saying a word, Jesus touched the leper. Now the, the Greek word for touch here means to fasten to, to cling to, and to take a hold of. You see, this touch was not a quick, reluctant, hesitant touch, the way you would touch something that you thought was dirty or gross, like this, right? This touch by Jesus was the firmest and yet the most gentle and the most loving touch that this leper had ever received. Jesus reached out, touched him, and held on to him. Jesus didn't let go. Jesus didn't pull his hand away. Jesus was not ashamed to touch him, nor was he grossed out by the leper. A few years ago, Pastor John Chow of Open Door Presbyterian Church came to our church, and he preached at one of our ordination services. And before he preached, uh, we hugged right here on stage. Now, for some of you that remember that service, uh, we hugged for a long time. He didn't let me go. In fact, it was so long, it got a little bit uncomfortable and awkward because it lasted so long. I wonder if Jesus' touch of this leper was kind of like that long and drawn out, but without any of the awkwardness. 
in those few moments, in that compassionate and loving touch, and in those merciful eyes, the leper received a love and a compassion that he had never, ever received before, not even from his own mother. And then Jesus said, I am willing. Be cleansed. And immediately he was cleansed. His flesh was healed, smooth, healthy, and full. Now, we know that Jesus didn't have to touch the leper in order to heal him. We know that Jesus could have healed him with the word from a distance. So why did Jesus touch this leper? It's because this leper hadn't been touched by another human being in a, in a long, long time. And Jesus was healing him, not just physically, but also emotionally. You see, Jesus was bringing him back into community. Jesus was saying to him, come, be a part of my kingdom. Come, be a part of my family. Come into my arms. But Jesus didn't stop there. In verse 14, Jesus commanded the to go and to show himself to the priest and to offer for his cleansing what Moses commanded as a proof to them. Now, why did Jesus command this? Was it so that the proof could verify that this leper was truly healed? Now, we know that when Jesus heals, he actually heals. Uh, Jesus' healings don't need any kind of verification. Then why did Jesus give this command? It was so that Jesus could restore him socially and spiritually. You see, when the priest examined and officially declared that the leper was cleansed of his leprosy, then and only then could the leper re-enter society. Then and only then could he return back home to his family and to his hometown. Only when the priest officially cleared him as no longer leprous, as no longer contagious, only then would people stop shunning him and avoiding him. And not only did this cleansed leper need the priest's approval to go back home, but also, and more importantly, he needed the priest's approval to re-enter the temple and to come into the presence of God. The leper would no longer be cut off from God's presence. He could finally go to the house of God and meet with God and worship God. You see, friends, this command of Jesus completed the social and the spiritual restoration of this leper. Now this leper was totally restored physically, socially, and spiritually. Miraculous healing and restoration of the leper was a sign, what I might call both a messianic sign and a heavenly sign. First, it was a messianic sign. It was a sign that Jesus truly was the Messiah. The Old Testament said that the, when the Messiah comes, the Messiah will heal the sick. By healing and cleansing this leper, Jesus was showing that he was that promised and that long-awaited Messiah. Second, it was also a heavenly sign. It was a sign of what heaven would be like, what the kingdom of God would be like when it comes in fullness, power, and glory. And what Jesus did for this leper is a glimpse of what Jesus will do for us one day. You see, one day in the kingdom of heaven... Jesus will fully and totally restore us. One day, Jesus will restore us physically. 
he will give us new and resurrected bodies. There will be no more imperfections, no more disabilities, no more deformities, and no more diseases. There will be no more COVID-19, and there will be no more cancer. Anything and everything that is wrong or broken with our bodies will be completely restored. Is your body full of cancer? Sarah, one day, Jesus will restore your body perfectly. For there is no more cancer in the kingdom of heaven. And one day, Jesus will restore us socially. In heaven, when we're with the rest of the family of God, we will never again feel isolated or alone or awkward or unwanted, forgotten or unseen. We will truly belong. We'll belong to God and we will belong to one another. And the joy of a feeling like we truly belong, the way we long to belong, we will know that joy and it will be a joy indescribable. And one day, Jesus will restore us spiritually. One day, we will see Jesus as he is, and we will be made like him. And that means in our hearts, there will be no more sin, no more corruption, no more pride, no more lust, and no more selfishness. We will be perfectly holy, just as Jesus is perfectly holy. And we will dwell with God forever. We will know unending and unbroken fellowship and communion with God and our hearts will be satisfied finally and fully. That emptiness and that ache in our souls will finally be filled and Jesus will fill it with his steadfast love and we will know joy indescribable. Friends, that is the complete and the total restoration that awaits us as followers of Jesus. And it is more beautiful and more glorious than I could ever explain with my words. As it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no heart has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Amen. So we've talked about the need for restoration and the beauty of restoration. Lastly, let's talk about the cost of restoration. Restoring this leper was a beautiful act. At the same time, it was also a very costly act. You see, when Jesus touched the leper, it did something to the leper. It cleansed the leper. But at the very same time, it also did something to Jesus. It made Jesus unclean. You see, the Old Testament law said that whoever touches the leper becomes unclean. By touching the leper, Jesus became unclean. Jesus cleansed this leper by taking the leper's uncleanness upon himself. You see, the cost of making this leper clean was Jesus becoming unclean. And Jesus did that because he loved this leper. Friends, this is at the heart of the gospel, what we call the great exchange. Jesus takes our sin and he gives us his righteousness. Jesus takes our uncleanness 
and he gives us his cleanness. As Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for our sake. In verse 16, Luke tells us that Jesus would withdraw to desolate places and pray. You see, the leper, who was once isolated, who once lived in desolate places, he goes into the city, and he gets to be around all sorts of people. But Jesus now is the one who leaves the city and goes out to the desolate places. Do you see what's going on here? Jesus and the leper are trading places. So where did the leper belong? The leper belonged in the desolate places outside in the wilderness in the place of exile and judgment. The leper is now among the people. He's inside the covenant community. He's back into the city. He's back and he even has access to the temple, to the presence of God. But where did Jesus belong? Jesus belonged at the heart of the covenant community. He belonged within the cities of God. Jesus belonged in the presence of God. But Jesus now is out in the desolate places, outside in the wilderness, in the place of exile and judgment. You see, by taking the leper's uncleanness, Jesus also had to take the leper's place in the desolate places. And all of this foreshadows and anticipates the cross, the ultimate trading of places. You see, the cross is where the leper belonged. The cross is where we belong because of our sins. The cross is the place of ultimate exile, the place of God's judgment and wrath against sin. But Jesus, because of his great love for us, traded places with us. Jesus took our place on the cross so that we might take his place in heaven. Jesus took our sin and our, and our uncleanness so that we might receive his cleanness and his righteousness. Jesus took the wrath of God so that we might receive the love of God. Because Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We can now cry, now, we can now cry out, my God, my God, why have you forgiven me? So what did it cost Jesus to restore us? It cost him everything. It cost him his life. To save our lives, Jesus had to lose his. Friends, isn't the love of Jesus beautiful and so moving? 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this, For our sake, God made Jesus to be sin who knew no sin, so that in Jesus we might become the righteousness of God. So what? What's the takeaway for us today? So, so what does this story of a leper have to do with us, you might be asking? Well, let me just say this. It has everything to do with us. Luke invites us to identify with this leper. You see, this leper... Listen, let's be real now. No matter how put together or how pretty or how popular you project yourself to be, and we all try to do that, deep down, like, I mean, deep down, we all know that we are unclean, that we don't belong, that we're outcasts. You see, every one of us, deep down, if we're honest, feels like an unclean outcast, just like this leper. And the truth is that we need the beautiful compassion of Jesus 
the very same compassion that he gave to the leper, we need that exact same beautiful compassion. Now, you might be thinking, but I, I don't have leprosy. So how am I supposed to relate to or identify with this leper? Well, let me ask you this. What would your physical outward condition look like if it truly reflected your spiritual inner condition? What if your outside rightly reflected your inside? If it did, I think you might be a leper. I think your skin would be rotting because I know that your heart is rotting. You see, friends, we all have spiritual leprosy, which the Bible calls sin. You see, all of us have hearts that are rotten and are rotting. And it is only by God's grace that our outward physical condition and appearance does not accurately reflect our inner spiritual condition. Because if it did, our church would be full of lepers. Friends, the story of the leper is our story. And his encounter with Jesus must lead to our own encounter with Jesus. Like this leper, we need to see our sin and our misery and our need. And like this leper, we need to run to Jesus, fall on our faces, and beg Jesus to cleanse and restore us. And here's the good news. Jesus will receive and restore us just as he did for this leper in our story. He will say to us, I am willing to be cleansed. Today, if you're not a Christian, thank you for logging on today and for uh, watching this service and for listening to this sermon. Today, I want to humbly invite you to believe that Jesus is the Messiah and to enter into the kingdom that he is bringing. Today, if you feel like a leper, if you feel like no one truly knows you or loves you, if you feel like no one wants you, I want to tell you that Jesus knows you, Jesus loves you, and Jesus wants you today. You see, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter how dirty you may feel, no matter how far you've run from God, no matter how many bad things you've done or how many good things you've done for bad reasons, no matter who you are and where you are today, today I want to tell you that Jesus loves you and he wants you and he's inviting you into his family and into his kingdom. He wants to catch you and to bring you into his kingdom. You see, friends, Jesus knows everything about you. He knows the worst thing about you. The thing that would make everyone else turn away in disgust. Jesus knows that about you, but he still loves you. He still wants you. He still wants you to be a part of his family and kingdom. You see, if Jesus can love and welcome a leper into his kingdom, the most unclean and the most outcast person imaginable, then Jesus can and will love and welcome you into his kingdom. Just as Jesus touched and restored the leper, Jesus wants to touch and restore you, no matter how dirty, no matter how unwanted, and no matter how outcast you may feel today. So today, do what the leper did. Come to Jesus. Fall on your face and beg Jesus to cleanse you. And he will. He will say to you, I will be cleansed. And one day, when Jesus comes again, he will restore you completely and totally. Not only physically, not only socially, but especially spiritually. One day, 
you will see Jesus as he is and you will be made like him and you will be with him. And that, my friends, is the very best news in all the world. Amen. Let's pray together. Thank you, Lord Jesus, by receiving this leper into your kingdom, by catching this leper for your family, you give us such great encouragement. We have hope that you might even welcome someone like us into your kingdom and to be a part of your family. And all we have to do is recognize that we're sick and sinful and we need you to be our great physician and our savior. So today, Lord Jesus, I pray that you would catch many into your kingdom and grant them not only the forgiveness of sins, but the hope of eternal life. Amen.